Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Journey of Oz. It's your boy, back. It's me. Wow, I'm here. A couple different angles. I'm doing great. Uh, people, it's been a wild ride. I got plenty of stories to tell you. And wow, it's been crazy. Um, everything from the storm rolling in the first week where, that we pretty much got here, uh, or first week that we were back from everything, memorials and all that happening and craziness. So we decided we wanted to get the house painted. Man, everything was going great. Uh, you know, the house, house was, you know, eh. It could have used some paint, so we ended up, you know, getting that done. With that being said, we ended up actually going out and finding a painter. and Or we thought he was a painter. Jack of all trades. Whatever. So this guy ends up, you know, talking the good talk. And we end up actually, we end up actually uh, hiring them. The guy gets like about half of the money. We're not even going to talk about how much it was. Gets about half of it. Decides that he wants to prime because of the paint they were using, which it needed to be primed. So about like 90% of the house is primed. And then he starts to paint. We did 10 rooms at a certain amount of money. And then we added on extra because of the priming. Uh, with that being said, this individual decides that he would walk around our community instead of actually painting our house, advertise for his uh, his own business, whatever, instead of taking care of the business that he we've we've got him there to do, which is absolutely ridiculous and uh, in a way, I guess disrespectful. Uh, <laughs> he ended up. Um, not, he ended up not finishing because after our shipment came in, he decided it would be a great idea to not come through again because we didn't have everything covered like he like he wanted, which is ridiculous. I mean, come on, we just got a house full of uh, boxes and furniture. I mean, what what more do you want? Uh, the guy, the guy's asking for everything to be pushed to the middle of the room. And yeah, he got about three quarters of it, and then it was like, "Oh, ask for some more money for supplies," and then dipped out at the end. So I've got technically one. This room's got to be repainted. I mean, not all the way, but I got to put more paint on the wall because I rushed him on this one. I was like, "You got to hurry the fuck up." Um, master bedroom is about halfway done. Her office is done, and a kid's bedroom. So. Three and a half rooms are completed out of ten, which leads me to try to figure out if I want to paint the rest of this house the same color or hire somebody else. I'm at the point where I think I might just take the time every every weekend that I have nothing going on, which probably won't be till after January, and uh, spend that painting a room. It shouldn't be too bad. I mean, honestly, it's probably like a, a whole day's work depending on the size, the size of the room and the, the quality of the paint job you're going to do. So it shouldn't be too bad. Um, just finding it so we don't have uh, the, the child folk running around and, you know, mischief. But other than that, everything's been decent on that front. We gotta, we've got to get a new dishwasher because we knew about that. We knew that I was dead before we moved in, so not a big deal. Stove works, but... Is pretty disgusting looking. I'm not gonna lie to you. Even even with elbow grease, it's like, uh, 
They didn't take too get too good a care of it. But it, it but it works. That's the point. It works. So <laughs> we've got that going on for us, and then also we've got the fridge, which isn't also not terrible, but it ain't great. Um, it's one of those things where we are going to be looking for a new one eventually. And then, um, yeah, I figured that also my garage will end up being, uh, I guess, my secondary man cave where when it does get cold here in, uh, and I said again, cold with air quotations here in South Carolina, when it does get a little chilly, uh, I'll be able to smoke in the garage. We're going to have, uh, you know, TV, couch. I might actually build a, a bar back there. And then possibly even doing flooring. I got to see what we're, we're looking at on the, uh, on the outlet game. I might have to install a couple of those. I don't know why there wouldn't be one installed in, in my uh, garage, but I didn't see any, which is kind of weird. Um, whatever. But I got a little know-how. I should be able to do that. Um, closing out on that process was not, I guess it was smooth, but not as smooth as, as, as I thought it would be really dealing with the, uh, with the realtor, um, was kind of an issue. I don't think she was well versed in this particular area because she is from, a well, is moving from Augusta. And at the time I believe was driving from Augusta to Columbia to work. Uh, so that, that was kind of a big deal. Um, in other news, we survived the hurricane, so that was a good thing. <laughs> we survived that. Um, the family was ready to, to dip out down to Georgia, go further west, away from uh, away from Columbia, and I was going to end up stuck here. But, you know, it is what it is. Things happen, and uh, I'm glad uh, everybody made it through for the most part. I know um, our brothers and sisters uh, in, in uh, Charleston did take a take a whack. Uh, I, I don't know anybody personally that, you know, lost their lives or property or anything like that, but we do still have our prayers with you. And if you know anybody like that, please reach out and help them the best you can with anything that you can help them with, because it's not an easy thing to go through um, at all. So fast forward. Um, yeah. So we finally made it to the Notre Dame Georgia game. That was a lot of fun um, for the tailgate. We didn't go because the tickets are, were too rich for our blood. Um, I should have jumped on those tickets when they were like three, four hundred dollars, but we waited. And uh, by that next couple weeks, once they announced an actual kickoff time, it was absolutely insane. So I didn't hesitate this next time around, just letting people know that I'm actually going to be going to the game on the 23rd of November in Athens, Georgia, home of the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, and they're going to be playing Texas AM now. Fast forward a couple more weeks. Once I figured out I wanted to do that, ended up buying two tickets. So bought two tickets, supposed to be my good buddy Phil. We didn't get a call back necessarily from our third friend. And then 48 hours later, we get the call back. Says, oh, I can definitely do it. So I have these two tickets. They're up for sale. I know I'm going to sell them before um, everything is said and done, but I bought three. So right now I do have two tickets. They're lower bowl, section 103. I I believe they're row 42. Either way, they're great seats. Great seats. Um, they're in lower bowl. They're sitting together. And I think they're like seats six and seven, possibly. Any, either way, you can look them up. They're on uh, StubHub. They're on StubHub. You can check them out. And uh, if you want 
I can pull them down if you want them personally because I do have them and I can uh, sell them to you, send you all the information, and it won't be a big deal. So you guys just let me know. If you know anybody out there that's trying to, uh, trying to watch a little college football via November in Athens, Georgia, I said via, 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 fuck it, in November <laughs> in Athens, Georgia, let me know. It'll be a good SEC matchup. Uh, Texas A&M isn't terrible this year, but uh, Georgia's definitely going to take care of business. As far as I can see. As long as everything goes smooth, Jake Prime and the boys, Swift, they're going to take care of work. And if you're wondering, why is he talking so much about Georgia football? Well, you know what? It's a family thing. People have known me for like the last four or five years have known. I've been going down, watching games, tailgating since my daughter's been born. So just do the math. She's five. Going to be going on six. So since that first year, we were like back in the southeast pretty much been tuned up watching them. You know, I always watched them, but not going to the games and tailgating and really being intense about what's going on. I just enjoyed football. But now, I'm actually watching them. Now, which pushes me to the embarrassment that is my Michigan Wolverines. Now, they win it right now. I actually had a game on uh, just a bit ago, but, you know, it was flashing and everything, and it's very distracting. So I'll tune back here in a little bit. Uh, they should be just out of halftime or getting ready to go to it. I think they're just out of halftime. Let me take a look at the score and make sure these ass clowns aren't fucking up again. Okay. So, <laughs> let's see what we got here. Uh huh. So, it is the third quarter with 14.54 left. Michigan is up 24 nothing against Rutgers. People keep asking, why is it that um, this team didn't show up against Wisconsin at Camp Randall? Well, let me educate you. You folks that don't know crap about when Michigan goes to Camp Randall. Things don't always turn out like you want them to, okay? Let's just be real. Let's just be real. It's not going to happen like you want it to, okay? Why is this? It's because it's always a tough game when we go to Camp Randall. I've been. And we had a good team. And lost to a mediocre Wisconsin team. It is what it is. I don't understand why it happens. It just does. It just does. And people people spaz out or whatever. It's always terrible conditions. You're going to Camp Randall. Everybody's been rowdy. They've been drunk for hours. <sighs> it's never a good time. It's never a good time. If you're a Michigan fan, you go there like, yeah, you're going to have fun. Probably outside the stadium. And if you're a good-natured human being, you probably have fun inside the stadium. Just don't run your mouth because you're probably going to be the only person in your section with a Michigan jersey on. just going to tell you that. It's not going to end well for you. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with them. Gaddis is not getting it done. They're like, where is that? Well, you got to remember, we weren't playing Rutgers. Rutgers sucks. Like, they're, they're, they're terrible, okay? And, uh, yeah, we got their number. It's only been, what, like five seasons of them being in the uh, Big Ten? They're, like, fairly new. Fairly new to the Big Ten, so it's it's... It's definitely one of those things where uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily stress over it, but it is what it is. So, with that being said, uh, I know that in the future here, I'm also going to uh, be figuring out some other games in between. If you do want to come down, and we do want to hang out, um, possibly you know having like maybe a screening or something like when I get the uh, house completed and everything is taken care of, painted, organized, all that. We're going to do a chip away at it to today 
And then also Monday, I got a little bit of time off, so I'm going to be chipping away at it then since I've taken all care of the rest of the small errands that I have in the house. So, man, it's, um, it's been crazy. But other than that, I'm not really excited about any other, uh, any other football games. Uh, hopefully we don't end up in the Chick-fil-A Bowl again. But it's kind of hard to bounce back with a loss like that to a ranked opponent and actually make the playoff. So that's pretty much a wrap. Um, I haven't even been watching the undefeateds, honestly, yet uh, to see who, who's in the hunt right now. Um, man, we're not in the top ten anymore. We, we fell, I believe, to 20. So even with this win... It's a long climb back. We're going to have to beat Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio State. That's not happening. I talked about this last weekend with some cousins of mine and friends, that, you know, people at the tailgate. I was like, there's no way in hell Michigan's going to beat all of them. We might not beat any of them. I honestly, after last week's performance against Wisconsin, I didn't see them turning around and, uh, and doing anything. And uh, I just I – just, it was that bad. I don't think they could have beat a MAC team. Like, if they would have played Ball State or Eastern Michigan, they would have lost. They definitely would have lost. I don't understand uh, how, they, how, they, how they got to that point. But after watching the Army game, in which they went to double overtime, and then watching the game before with Middle Tennessee, where it wasn't a blowout, and they, they put the ball on the ground. Like, I think they had a stat today that said this is the first opening series this year where Michigan hasn't fumbled the ball on the first play. Let that sink in. Michigan football. Not Eastern Michigan, not Central, not Western, not Middle Tennessee State, not Idaho. <laughs> like, bro, the first – we're four games in. We're in the fourth game. Four weeks. The first game where they haven't put the ball on the ground within the first offensive series. That's retarded. And three of those times, Shea Patterson. I repeat, Shea Patterson. When they, when they interviewed Harbaugh this week, they asked him if, if he was going to be looking at any changes at quarterback because of the current situation. And he said, nope, all you need to know is we're going to be going with Shea Patterson. I don't know who's lining his pockets to keep Shea Patterson in this game, but you got McCaffrey and you got Milton. I'm just saying, you got other people to go to, bro. And I watched him do it last year when he's up by like three possessions, four possessions. Keep Shea Patterson in. If that isn't a, a sign you're betting on the side on your team, I don't know what it is. Like, because that's the only thing I could think of why you would do that. You don't want to get your backups any experience. You want to keep him in. Oh, yeah, and then what happens? He gets hurt. Then you do have to depend on McCaffrey and Milton. Oh, yeah, and Peters. Big shots to you. I think you're at Central. I believe he's at Central or another school, but he's doing well. Uh, Peters is was that guy. He held it down when he had to for us. Glad uh, he's moved on to another program and is able to uh, – flourish there because Harbaugh just got it made up in his mind. I'm going I'm to I'm play the one, this one quarterback, Shea Patterson, and bank on him to take us to the ship. It's not going to happen, bro. It's not going to happen. There's only so much running around like Johnny Menzel you can do. You don't have an arm. Bro, Like, what, what's up? I don't even have them on. I'm not watching them. 
I watched them for like a quarter, and that was depressing. I'm like, we should be up 40 nothing by now. It's 14, 14 nothing in the second. Our offense is shit. I don't understand. I don't get it. Why, why, don't, why aren't you willing to try anything new, Harbaugh? Why? Let me get off of this because I'm, I'm, I'm get, get my blood pressure up. But uh, uh, it's, it's frustrating watching them, especially when you know the kind of program that they could be if they actually recruited outside of the state of Michigan and outside of these small high schools and private schools in Michigan and the surrounding area like Indiana. Like, you need to go to the South. Uh, Braylon Edwards said it the best. He said, look, you got to get some dogs, some beasts. Stop looking for the kid who's got the 3.9. Maybe like the, the 3-2, 3-0. Don't look for the 4.0. Look for, look for a beast. Look for a guy who's willing to grind, who's hungry. That next game, him starting, is important for him to eat. He's got to eat because he knows I got this many years at this university, and when this is over, I got to feed my family. That kind of kid. He said, go down to Biloxi. Go down to Dade County. You know? Go to, why is Florida not a pipeline for you? Why is that not important to you? Explain to me. All the ballers that are coming out of there, and you decide that you're just going to get everybody from the Midwest. It's showing. We're getting our ass kicked. I don't understand why they, why they can't. Hell, even go out to Cali. Bro, what are you doing? But you'd rather take some other university's sloppy seconds in Shea Patterson. That's what that is. I don't understand why they're doing it. It is what it is. It's depressing. It's hard to watch. I don't understand why they, why they keep doing it. But I guess they'll figure it out eventually. I think Harbaugh's probably got to the end of the season to get his, get his shit together. And if he doesn't beat Ohio State, that's his saving grace. He could lose to Penn State. He could lose to Michigan State. But if he doesn't beat Ohio State, he's fucking done. Stick a fork in him. It is what it is. Like, nobody can stop that. The boosters can sit up there and they can act like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll pay this guy hundreds of thousands of dollars and we'll, we'll do this, this, and that, or I should say millions of dollars. And he's, he's just going to go out and he's going to win us a national championship. You're out of your fucking mind. You're out of your mind. I don't understand why you would think that or why you would do that. He hasn't proven anything. He's proven so far, I'll take that back, he's proven so far that he's better coached than Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez. Now, audience, everybody who's listening right now that is a football fan can make better decisions than Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez. I'm going to tell you that right now. If you are listening to this right now, you in one week can be a better coach. <laughs> so, yeah, it, 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 is, it is what it is. But... Like, uh, like my good buddy Samuel Hastert is, uh, has put on, on the stream here, he said that college football is trash. Hate watching top teams play against Northern Illinois School for the Blind. I think that actually might be a school, not positive. But right now I think they'd have a good shot against Michigan. I'm just saying. And, like, lifelong fan, but it's not looking good. It's not looking good. So... <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't say that uh, he's necessarily hating. It is true. You do have to have a warm-up game. It's only so many games you can play against top, top-tier top opponents that are ranked. Um, just understand that. And if you go, there's too many teams to go to a system like the NFL. That's why they're trying to institute the playoff, which is beautiful. And 
I think there aren't any there aren't any conferences left. I think I want to say the Big Ten was the last conference that had it where there was a vote for who was actually going to play in the bowl or there was a vote for who actually won the Big Ten versus an actual game. So now that we do have the two uh, sides of the conference, there is actually a conference championship game, which is better than the old system. You got to play the game. You got to play to win. Period. At least you have that shot versus if, you know, Michigan went undefeated and Ohio State went undefeated or a one-game difference. It comes on that one game to decide who gets to just represent us versus play for it. There was years of that. People don't realize that. So on both sides of that rivalry, sometimes there's a shafting where, and a lot of times in the Bow era, it wasn't going Michigan's way. It was going Ohio State. So people look at that and, like, you know, feel some type of way. And it was the other way around for a little bit as well. So, man, I, uh, I'm trying to think, of, honestly, uh, uh, well, what was a better uh, rivalry in college football? Like, what was out there? Would it, would it enlighten me? Get back to me. You know what? Comment. You can find me actually on Instagram at the underscore journey underscore of underscore Oz. And I repeat, that's the journey of Oz with underscores in between there. Check it out. Also, check me out on Facebook, the Journey of Oz podcast. Drop your comments in there, and for sure I'll get back to you with those. We'll chat it up, and I got time. I got nothing but time. Also, it looks like I got some comments rolling in, and I'll take those, and I'll read it off. Sammy Hester, I just don't think it's very competitive unless it's ranked matches or bowl games slash playoffs. I watch playoffs every year, and it's entertaining, but the other 12 games are trash for the average fan to watch. Alabama plays teams and is 31.5-point favorite most weeks. In the NFL, anything can happen. And the style of play is better to watch. Well, you, yeah, and I agree with that. And then he also goes on to say USC versus Texas was fun to watch. I do agree with that. But you also have to look at the factor of how many, profession, or how many professional teams there are versus collegiate. And then you're also looking at that a couple percent that are able to play college football at an elite level, the Power Five teams. And then you also have to look at um, the teams that are actually not power five and then out of those schools entire NCAA there's like one percent or less than one percent less than one percent that will go on to play in the NFL and all those people are together so of course it's going to be the margin of error is going to be less and it's going to be more entertaining so I definitely agree with that point but there's something about players not playing for multi-million dollar contracts that attracts me to the point where I'm like, okay, I get it, and I love watching it. Um, there's just something about that. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Um, and you know what? And, and it could be this. It could be that I'm a Detroit Lions fan. It could be that. That could be a huge factor in why I don't, um, I don't necessarily identify a wholeheartedly and 100% watching the NFL. I don't get super upset. I mean, I do because I'm a Lions fan. I'm just tired of watching them get their ass whipped. But it's not, like, it's not like watching the Michigan game. It's not like watching a Georgia football game. It's not like watching the national championship 
NCAA championship for football, um, it's not the same. Just, just for me, it's not. So I totally get where you're coming from, Sam, and, and uh, thank you for putting your two cents out there. And uh, I haven't forgot about any boys from uh, from Jersey. I definitely miss you guys, Kevin, all, everybody, everybody. If you're listening or you tuned in for a minute, I miss you all. Uh, maybe try to make my way back there before it gets too fucking cold because I'm not doing not doing the winter. Nah. I can't can't do it. If it's snowing, goodbye. I'm, I'm here in the South. I love it. It's beautiful down here. Uh <laughs> I'm watching all my friends on Facebook and Instagram and they're um they're they're all wearing like long sleeve shirts and pants and I th- I saw somebody with boots. This last this yesterday they put a photo up him and his wife and his kid they had they had boots on. And they're not in the military. Like for the weather. I don't know what I don't know how cold it is already, but I get it. Dang. Man. And it's kind of a shame because I like when I got down here, I've got all these um I got all these, you know, winter all this winter and cold weather attire. And I got like three pairs of shorts. So <laughs> I've been trying to uh to get that figured out. If anything, I probably won't get terribly cold until like January down here. And I mean like probably like in the forties. Um because I know December, and the last time I was down here living, it was December, like, I think it was Christmas, and I was grilling outside with short flip-flops on, it was, like, 80-something degrees. It's actually, I was sweating profusely, because it was on, on the deck, and just sun beaming down. But, yeah, um, looks like he has another comment here, Sam, is saying that, yep, which is why the committee has it so, has it so messed up. Over 200-plus D, D1 schools and four teams make it to the playoffs. If they made it eight teams, at least they would be more entertaining. 32 NFL teams, 12 makes it to the playoffs. 30% versus that, less than 1%. Reeling the average fan by putting in more competitive games near the end of the year. Definitely. He says, miss you too, boo. Good point with the margin of error being greater. And, you know, um, I wouldn't be a po- I mean, this is just me. And, and as greedy as, as the NCAA is, I wouldn't be opposed to them lengthening the season by like two or three weeks. And honestly, cutting the BS games out, you know, have like maybe one warm up and that's it. Go right into it. Still have your bye. Lengthen it. Okay, let's say lengthen it by two weeks and make it a, a 16, 16 team bracket at first. See how that works out. Because, I mean, there's a lot of teams that could be in there that maybe start, you know, didn't play the greatest at the towards the end of the season and they got a couple injuries. They may be having people coming back from, you know, injuries at the beginning of the season that are actually healthy and ready to play. That would make things a lot more interesting than, like, you're right, than the four-game uh, playoff. Going to eight or 16, I think, would draw more fans in. The only thing you have to think of is these are not professionals. They're not getting paid to do this. There's a very small percentage of them that are actually looking out there and they're going, this is what I'm going to bank the rest of my life on. Very small percentage, like we discussed before. But they're not professionals, and they also have to go to school. So that's the only, I think that might be one of the only reasons why they wouldn't do this, unless you're going to start college football in the summer, which shortens the downtime that a college athlete would have from just not playing ball. So if you started, if you started, like I know there are some teams that their first game is in August, 
if you started like mid-August or early August, started playing before the kids came back, then that the kids come back to campus for the fall, that takes away from the money grab that all the universities have. That would be massive because you don't want to make it later in the season because now you're taking away from personal time that they can't make up. You know, holiday time, times with family and everything like that, they're already losing out on, especially if you're a good team and you have gone, you know, bowl games, everything else, you're already gone for it, and then you're extending past that. So the only option is to tack on games at the beginning. But there's no money grab for that because kids are not going to be coming to take summer classes to just to watch their football team. Maybe some, but not that many. It depends on their program. Like your Alabamas, all the SEC will probably do it, but then the campus doesn't get a downtime. And then university has to hire on people to freaking come in and work summer. Because typically your summer your summer semester is going to be your more, more lenient, less staff. It's not like the fall and the winter. And spring. So, with that being said, I think that um, there are options out there. But it looks like that might be the only one. Maybe starting, like, if you want to do an eight-game you're going to have to tack on one more week at the beginning of the season because you still have to give them a bye week. We'll see. All right. So other than that, um, some things I did notice. Uh, they're, not letting, they're not letting the Pied Piper out. That's a good thing. He's got three federal indictments. He's got cases in three different regions. I believe Northern Illinois, so Chicago, New York and Atlanta. They holding this guy. They tried to get, um, I guess he was denied a bond or bail, rather, for Illinois. The woman that posted it wanted the money back because she didn't know about the two cases elsewhere when she filed the paperwork. The judge is like, that doesn't matter. It says it right here. It tells her what could happen you know, with, with her money. And... Um, that's pretty much that's pretty much that. That was it. It was it was cool to kind of like to watch it. I I love that type of stuff. Um, and then the other thing I've been doing uh, is watching Cold Case. Was it the cold? It's called Cold Case Files. It's on um, it's on Netflix. Man, that thing. One episode I watched. It took like twenty eight turns. It was crazy. It's crazy. You guys got to watch it. But it's called Cold Case Files. And it's on uh, Instagram. Another show I've been watching is Black Jesus is back on. Adult Swim, it's back on. Third season, the second episode was last night. And then uh, another show that I think is hilarious is on Comedy Central is uh, called Southside. It's a comedy about a, a community in Chicago, and it's absolutely hilarious. These guys that work like at a rental center, basically. And uh, it's funny. It's a funny one. Okay, let's see. Sam goes in. I'm about to snitch on the whole 605th for a lesser enlistment. <laughs> you got to pull Takashi to get a lesser enlistment. Uh, you love it. You just don't like everything about it, but it's cool. Uh, Samuel Haster. Oh, wait. Oh, what about AB? Man. I'll break it down like this, and I think everybody has the same sentiment. All he, and, then, and I, do I think that he did any of the stuff that he's accused of, me personally? No. That wasn't in his character to do anything like that. So I'll give him the benefit of that on, you know, the rape cases and all that. 
I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But what I will say is this. If he was serious about playing football, he would have just shut the fuck up for just a little bit and play football. Just play football. That's all you had to do. Show up. Even if his plan was to get over to New England, that wasn't the way to do it. You could have subtly did it. He didn't have to like go get fired or request a release and, and wild out, call people uh, mayonnaise face. and <laughs> Yeah, he did. He called, I think he called him a cracker and a mayonnaise face. I want to say that's what he said. That's crazy. That's crazy shit. But anyway, anyway there's other ways of going to get released other than a negative connotation. Like a negative way of getting your way, I guess. Once that stuff adds up, so when your new head coach sees how you be acting or, or how you behave, be acting, how you behave and act, and then you get to you get to your new, you know, your new location is like, bro, what are you, what are you doing? And then then on top of that, there's a rape case. Like, okay, you, <laughs> and I believe it was like more than one. But I think the one that that really hit was uh, was the one that that I guess they were saying like he dated her for like three years in college or something, which is crazy, and he couldn't keep away from this woman long enough for her to be you know to find all the holes in the story. He just kept trying to freaking text her. Then he said he didn't. Then he gets caught because it's techno. Bro, she's gonna screenshot everything you send her. Your AV. And for those who don't know that Antonio Brown, former wide receiver, probably number one wide receiver in the league, played with the Steelers, didn't want to be there, left, went to the Raiders, didn't play a fucking game for them, left from there, and then ended up uh, in New England for like 11 days and then got released. So right now he is actually going to school at Central Michigan University. I know he, I think, I believe he visited there. I don't know if he's living up there or if he's taking online classes or what, but it's been said that he has gone back to school. Good for you, bro. That's cool. He's probably not a big idiot like we all think he is. But at the same time, he's a guy who obviously knows what he wants but doesn't know how to, how to go at it, and I think he really needs somebody to talk to as a, as a mentor. I honestly do because it's just, come on, bro. And back to Sam. Sam says, I think the dude is having a mental case. Man, dude was probably the, the best at his position and won't shut up. He had a great position. When the Pats sign you, you're there for a good reason. And when the organization releases you, you know you got some issues. Sorry if I'm commenting too much, but trying to spice up the talk, and I'm interested in what you have to say. Definitely, um, yeah, there's definitely a reason. I think, honestly, I think that he knew that he was going to be there when he signed the, when he signed the contract with, uh, with, uh, when he signed the contract with Oakland. I think he knew in his heart, hearts of hearts he was going to end up with the Patriots, and that was just his way of working his way over there. And, um, yeah, man, from what, I, well, from what I know, from what my brothers told me about him through friends and, like, him actually hanging out and being, you know, around A.B. or whatever before when he was in college, um, that dude was super humble, didn't come from great beginnings in Florida, couldn't go home. So when everybody was at home on break, you know, for the holiday and everything, he, he'd be up at Central Michigan, like, Watching, you know, footage, watching games, didn't drink, um, he didn't party, any of that stuff. Like, he was literally, like, on a treadmill, 
watching the game, headphones on or whatever, on a stationary bike, working out where everybody's like partying or whatever or shooting the shit. It wasn't him. That's not him. He's not this big Showtime, like, that's not him. That's what the NFL and some money did do his ass, and he, I think he's lost grips with that. But other than that, that's not Antonio Brown. And I, th- I really do think he is misunderstood, but at the same time, where's that guy or that woman or that somebody next to you going, chill the fuck out. There's, a, uh, there's more ways to skin a cat, bro. Don't keep doing this. So, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that is, that's something else. But uh, getting, I didn't get a chance to really touch on it, but oddly enough, the Detroit Lions are actually undefeated this season. Um, we got a game tomorrow. Who do we play? Let's see. Let's check it out. Who do the Lions play tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. I got to look it up. ESPN action. Uh, where's the NFL? And there's my daughter. Hey, how's it going? Good. I'm recording right now. Can you go? Go hang out. I'll be out in a bit, all right? Okay. All right, love you too. But yeah. So back to that. Back to what the Lions score is supposed to be. I forgot to lock the door. Um, and just so you know, she is under supervision. It's not like she's here and I'm just locked in here. There's people. Anyway. <laughs> Let's see. Um, why are they so hard to find? This is how much I hate the NFL. Uh, the Lions. Oh, oh, we got the Chiefs at home tomorrow. At one. Wow. So if anybody wants to come and hang out with me tomorrow, uh, I'll be in Columbia watching the game for sure. Um, Going to need the support because we're not winning that one. Uh, but, yeah, so far undefeated. We have the tie against the Cardinals. And then uh, we're on a, on a winning streak. That's been something I'm not used to saying. That's kind of weird. Um, yeah. We don't say that a lot on the, as Detroit anything fans, um, a winning streak. And I actually was talk, touching on um, that exact subject with, with a couple people that I'm trying to explain to them uh, Detroit sports and how that's been going. So for the longest time, the most solid team we've had in the city of Detroit was the Detroit Red Wings. About four or five seasons ago, uh, Mike Illich passed, uh, who was the owner of the Red Wings and the Detroit Tigers. And both of those teams since then have made a just nosedive into the ground. They've been absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, I don't understand how, how, you, how you become this terrible and how you stay this terrible, but it, it is what it is. Um, looks like I got some people out there watching me. Okay, that's what's up on Instagram. Yeah, but I, I don't know how you become this bad. Uh, I will say probably lack of lack of know-how or uh, not know-how, but lack of actually wanting to win something over just making the money. Um, man, I've already told you once. Bye. But all right. Um, and then, yeah. So Sam, 
has a question. My buddy Sam Haster, he goes, the greatest athlete across in each four major sports, your opinion. So you're asking what the greatest athlete for each sport is or just period? Oh, oh, in each four major sports. Okay. All right. Here we go. Dang. Here we go. Basketball. The greatest athlete. So we're not talking about necessarily like the greatest player. How, how are we playing this, Sam? Are we talking the greatest athlete as in like the best player in that sport? Or are we talking about the the freak athletes that are out there that may not be the best player. So I'm going to take that as the greatest player in each sport. Okay, let's go. Let's go with that. So, man, this is going to be a hard one. And I know there's going to be a lot of arguments. I'm just going to spit them out there. And then, and then when I go back, I'll give an honorable mention for also another player I think is legit. So, best player, basketball. Now, I'm an 80s baby, so I'm going to have to put it out there. And I hated watching him growing up because I'm a Detroit Pistons fan. But I got to say, definitely his airness, Michael Jordan, for sure, uh, for basketball, period. And then for baseball, oh, man, for baseball... I got to say Bo Jackson. I got to say Bo Jackson because that dude, if you just watch a game, just watch a game. And then this will be one I'll definitely have an honorable mention for. Um, Also, I got to put it out there. It's so hard. Baseball is so vast. There's so many players that you want to like. Say, dude, that's ridiculous. Um, because it's like I think it's by position. It's so hard. Uh, there's so many skills in that sport. So I'm, I'm gonna leave that one alone for now. Uh, hockey. I would say the great one, but I can't. I can't force myself. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Gordy Howe. Go Gordy Howe. And then for football, mm, for football, man, that's a, that's another hard one because I feel like you could pick by like position. Um, dang, dude. I guess I'll pick a defensive player. And I'll pick an offensive player. So for for defense, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Charles Woodson. And then for offense, huh, good God, dude, this is not easy. Um, dude, that's crazy because I can go Charles Woodson. I can go uh, Deion Sanders, offense. I'm going to spit all the names. I enjoyed watching. Uh, Randy Moss. I'm going to go Randy Moss. A wide receiver. At a quarterback, growing up, watching him. I enjoyed watching, see what he's going to do next. Steve Young. But then you got the GOAT right now. It's Tom Brady. You really can't get, you can't get past that. He's the GOAT. 
Um, so right now we've gone over basketball. We've gone over um, briefly baseball because he did make a good point. He said King Griffey Jr. dude missed so many games to injuries and had over 600 home runs. If he was, rel- if he was relatively healthy, he easily breaks the record. That is facts. No argument on that. Dude was a monster. And then, like, I remember watching the one game where he played with his dad, and they both homered. Bro. That's crazy. Um, so you got that going. Um, so I've covered basketball, baseball, hockey, and football. Um, man. So Sam's going to go with MJ, Trout, Gretzky, and Brady slash Rice. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of hard like when to pick just one, especially outside of basketball, because you have so many more aspects to the game or more players involved. It's like, dang, it's kind of hard. Like, There's so many greats that have to come together sometimes in order to pump out championships. It's, it's kind of hard to go with just you know, the one, one position or the one player. That's a solid, that's a solid pick. That's, that's well thought out, bro. Uh, <laughs> on the fly. It's like you already had those written down, dude, or you've been thinking about them uh, lately. That's great. Um, I see my cousin Mary. What's up? She's a huge Michigan State fan. I have been following them or seeing what they've been doing other since the uh, Arizona State loss, which is a legit loss. It's not like you lost to some scrubs. So, but y'all did fuck up. You guys almost got uh, almost got armied. What it looked like you could have won that one. Poor kid. <laughs> but I don't feel bad for D'Antonio until he fixes his face. Whatever. <sighs> but I did I did hear there might be a, a family reunion down in New Orleans. I don't know I don't know what's going on with that, but I was told there might be that happening. So if that's the case, please reach out to me so we can plan that time. That'd be legit. Um so let's see. Rounding up what's going on. We're gonna get back to the score here of this game to see what's going on live action, so maybe my head won't explode uh later. Uh da, 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 da. 38 nothing. It's about goddamn time. They're still in the third. Uh two minutes and thirty-five seconds left in the third quarter. Rutgers has got the ball. Ooh, looks like a tight one. Pig Suey. Uh <laughs> Texas AM is losing to Arkansas 24-21. Arkansas has got the ball. Three minutes, 38 seconds left in the third, and they're at Arkansas. Then we got another game coming up later that should be an absolute blowout, which is Clemson at North Carolina. Ole Miss at Alabama later. Virginia at Notre Dame. I'll be interested in seeing that one since Virginia is actually a ranked team. Hopefully they may knock them. They're undefeated. May knock Notre Dame down on that one. It's at Notre Dame, though. And then you've got USC versus Washington. Go get them, Jacob Eason. Go get them. Uh, USC is actually not a bad team this year. They're actually playing good football, and uh, Washington's been doing their thing as well. Looks like we've got Indiana at Michigan State. If Michigan State don't whoop Indiana's ass, I don't know what to say. And then uh, also, Tulsa, Florida, that doesn't matter. Mississippi State at Auburn, that'll be a a decent one. 3-1 Mississippi State rolling into Auburn. And then that comes on at 7 what are the good ones that are out there? K-State versus Oklahoma State. And then, oh, look, Ohio State on the road at Nebraska at 7.30 p.m. 
finally playing a team that can maybe fight back. Uh, that'll be interesting. You got Washington State versus Utah. Penn. I didn't even know they were playing last night. That was weird as hell. It was a Friday night game. Penn State at Maryland. Absolutely demolished Maryland, 59 nothing. And then Arizona State also took care of business against Cal, which was ranked. So it looks like ASU's on a roll. Call them butter. Uh, with the 24-17 win over them at Cal. Shouldn't be happening. So reaching back out. Another one, another question from a main man, Samuel Hastert, who also has a podcast. He's going to spit his name of his podcast out on there. I forget the name of it. When he gets it back, I'll get it back out to you guys. He is asking, what's more fun, sons or daughters? And don't give me a BS, non-biased answer. I know your kids, and, and they both are great in their own way. But personally, even if, I have a son, even if I have a son right now, I think daughters take the reins. Okay. So here's the thing, Sam. I think that you are also... A slightly biased because your first child is actually was your daughter. So, same with me. I think I'm always going to be... There's some things you can do with your son in the way you talk to him, the way you raise him, that, that could push you in, in that direction. But once you have a daughter first, um, yeah, man, it's a wrap. I think they're, they're so much fun uh, and super smart. They're just, they develop quicker. And that I think they're less of a hassle to teach them how to do things. That's just period. That's just maybe that's just my experience, but it is what it is. And this is not a bias, not a BS uh, answer. This is raw as it gets. Some people probably will frown upon the the fact that I said that. If you did, just remember you clicked on my face, as Dave Chappelle said. You came here to listen. You clicked on the button. Hopefully, it was subscribe. <laughs> and uh, you're listening to me now. So. If you don't like it, cut the fuck off. Have a great life. Bye. Um, but then, um, yes, the name of my buddy Sam Hastard's uh, podcast is Sam's Sidebar Podcast. Once again, that's Sam's Sidebar Podcast. And where can they find you, Sam? Uh, what, what platforms are you on right now? He's going to get back to me with that. And I will also reiterate the name of the podcast. And we'll go over this again. But, yes, big shout out. I know that you can find myself on iTunes and SoundCloud. As easy as it gets. Um, I'm not gonna edit out any of the stuff. You know, with my uh, my kids coming in on that. Like, this is this is it. Just probably make sure the audio is as clean as it can get. I still got some soundproofing to do in here, and uh, keep it pushing. Basically, I think uh, I think that's gonna be a lot of fun. It's all my people out there in Instagram land. I didn't forget about you. What's up? Uh, make sure you share this. This podcast will be up later tonight uh, on iTunes, and also it will also be up later tonight on, well, actually it'll be on SoundCloud first, so probably tomorrow it'll be available on iTunes or super late tonight. Shouldn't take me too long, it's been a minute, but once again, my buddy's podcast is called Sam Sidebar Podcast. He's available on Facebook, Spotify, Anchor, and iTunes. Um, Anchor is legit, so Anchor, if you guys aren't familiar with it, it is a medium to where you can actually listen to podcast and obviously itunes uh, a lot of fun i haven't i haven't gone to spotify yet i really haven't figured out um, what i need to do for that but so far i've been straight up just the uh, itunes and soundcloud and that pretty much covers my bases but more power to you brother I, I i think that's awesome i know that um he started not too long ago and people are already loving it from what i've watched i i've loved it when i'm when i'm able to actually sit down and watch him um 
is legit. So that means I gotta go back and download some of the uh, some of the uh, episodes. And like I said, people, I'm just glad to have you all back. I'm glad to have you all listening. And once again, I went through a lot of nonsense, um, not nonsense, but you know, family emergency type things and moving and everything else that put uh put and honestly it put a it put a wrench in in recording. But now that I'm here, we're set up, we're ready to go. Uh, everything's right around the corner for me as far as uh, pushing forward with this podcast on a bigger and better things. I will be looking for guests. So if you know anybody in the greater South Carolina, North Carolina area that's looking to come on a legit podcast or wants me to come to them, do some recording, doesn't matter. Holler at your boy, let him know I'm out here and we, we, love, to, uh, we love to pump out some product. So once again, thank you for listening to the Journey of Odds podcast. I got more football to watch. I'll maybe do some quick hitters that I'll put out uh, a little bit later on Instagram and or Facebook and just generally just chat it up, hang out, do whatever. But yes, once again, thank you. We are sponsored by no one but my goddamn self and <laughs> and the great people at my bank account. So just let you know, this is how we're doing it. Um, Keeping it real, if, and if you're out there and you, and you want to sponsor me, we can push ourselves out there further, get our feelers out there, get our antennas out there a little bit further into Podcastville. Please let me know, and we can get it cranking. Also, going to big shout-out to my boy Antoine James, AT Aliens, baby. Uh, definitely looking forward to coming down to Atlanta to uh, jump on your podcast. You guys are already established out there pumping out that funky stuff into the waves, into people's ear holes, and making a lot of sense. I've watched a couple of your episodes. I thoroughly enjoyed them. So, yeah, I'll be linking up with you sometime in the next probably month or so. I got uh, plenty of time to come down when I visit, whatever, drop in, do the podcast, and uh, head on back home. It's not too far away. So, with that being said, thank you for tuning in to Episode 28 of the Journey of Oz podcast. Please tune back in. And once again, if you're wondering where you can find me, you can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Facebook at The Journey of Oz. Once again, that's at The Journey of Oz Podcast. All right. You guys relax. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go blue. God bless. Sick'em dogs. We out.